Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Good evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time you're listening. My name's Callan. I'm here with Anna as always. And this is another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. How are you doing tonight, Anna? Doing good. Just, you know, cruising right along. (laughs) Just living life. Yes. What about you? Same. Just been busy at work and, you know, trying to keep up with all the pop culture stuff that's going on. There's just always a lot. Ongoing (laughs) job. Never ends. Yeah. You know, there's no break when you're trying to keep up with pop culture. Yep. And we only keep up with the sectors that we really care about. So there's a lot that goes by the wayside. Yes, most definitely. What are you drinking tonight before we dive into all of the pop culture chat? Well, I'm drinking a repeat from last time. I'm having another tequila sunrise. A sunrise on this evening. Yes. But it turned out really good. I think I did better than the first time I made it. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll be making something for all of our instagram followers to see what they think Mm. and if you want to try it so let us know what you think yeah be on the lookout Mm -hmm. maybe take a little cocktail lesson from anna over here (laughs) i don't know about that but (laughs) (laughs) i tried hey that's what matters yeah yeah we all are it's a process everybody's just on the journey with us it's true what do you think a tequila sunset would be hmm maybe like coffee Oh, because it's like nighttime? Well, I think it's the sunrise because it's orange juice, which I would consider that a morning beverage. And also, like, the grenadine that you put in it, like, sinks to the bottom. So it kind of Mm -hmm. looks like the sun with a horizon okay so i don't know maybe some darker version of that <laughs> yeah okay so like an irish coffee but with tequila instead. there you go maybe so yeah Ooh. that'll mm. be kind of to wind down in the evenings <laughs> <laughs> sounds very hot <laughs> Yeah. That's like one of the last days I was in Ireland when I studied abroad. We went to, it's like in Dublin, the oldest pub in Ireland. At least that's what they say. It's from like (laughs) 1200 something. Like it's really old. Yeah. So we're like, okay, you know, we have to go. I had not had Irish coffee yet. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, I've got to have it. So this is like May, but still cool outside. So like I have on a jacket in the pub, like it's very crowded. Obviously, this is a tourist attraction. So like we just grab seats at the bar where we can. And, you know, it's packed pretty tightly. Yeah. Because I was on a bar stool, like I at first just was like, I'll leave my jacket on. I don't, I don't want to hold it. All yeah. that. So anyway, we order the Irish coffees and obviously it is like piping hot with coffee. Right. And if you don't know, Irish coffee has whiskey, um, Jameson, if you're a real Irish person, and then Bailey's Irish cream. It's really good. But if you think about the fact that you're having hot coffee and then you're also putting two different types of liquor, which just by nature warm your body. Right. I was sitting there like <laughs> sipping it and enjoying it but also like sweating and I was like this is really good but I'm so hot <laughs> I finally had to take off my coat and like was literally like wiping
scratching my forehead because it was so hot. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to keep drinking it because that's what I'm here for and it's good. But this sweater is like getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> now you know for the future to dress in layers next time you get Irish coffee. Yes, that's my tip to everyone out there. Like, <laughs> just go on in in a tank top or something. But anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. Like maybe a darker, a darker color. Yeah, it kind of gives you the sense of it the sun is setting yes like it's dusk you know you get a little like i don't know sprinkle or something a little like stars i don't know what you would do. <laughs> put some edible glitter in there yeah <laughs> taking it too far probably but i'm curious now yeah maybe it's out there i don't know it might be this is probably already like some drink people have made yeah and i'm just late to the game but you know if there's a sunrise why would there not be a sunset true you know what the the coffee tequila edible glitter recipe is going in our (laughs) cocktail book we talked about (laughs) yeah we need to make a list of all these that we're adding in there we do these are must try recipes (laughs) yes (laughs) artisan inspired drinks yes however yes i don't know (laughs) it would definitely have to be like a specific roast of coffee maybe since you've been a barista you would have a recommendation but I'm thinking because the tequila that tells me like okay lime so maybe I need like a citrusy note in the coffee roast true you would think so yeah compliment each other (laughs) as best they can right (laughs) you don't know till you try it it's true and we have not (laughs) we have not (laughs) maybe somebody else will try it let us know yeah that'd be helpful we're full of creative ideas mine's not as exciting as yours but i am like you repeating in a way awesome i have another flavor of the cacti hard agave spiked seltzer yeah so on the last episode i had pineapple and this time i have lime the pineapple was like pretty good the lime i'm like okay on i don't think i would drink this regularly except for the fact that i had this variety pack that i'm gonna have to make my way through (laughs) yeah so it's not bad to be honest though it's giving me a hint of the limerita flavor Mm. like it's (laughs) triggering that (laughs) it's better than the limerita because i don't feel like i'm drinking like straight syrup and this is not a can the size of my calf but (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately it doesn't have a fun jingle like limerita does so i guess we're gonna have to make one (laughs) i'm sure we can come up with something that rhymes with cacti yeah you know very common (laughs) common word it's fine i will also add that before we started recording i had a bottle of wine to finish off so nice. had a little glass yes so we'll see how that white wine and this agave seltzer <laughs> mix <laughs> see how well they sit together yes to be continued aside from what we're drinking what have you been consuming lately? What's been entertaining you? Well, that's actually a good way to put it. So this past weekend, I actually went to a concert, Woo! which is really crazy to think about. Yeah. As you all know, the, the words we always hear every single day is pandemic or something along those lines. Well, the last like public outing I did was with Callan. We went and saw Aladdin on or off Broadway. But before that, my last concert 
was the Jonas Brothers. I think we've talked about that on here. So I really enjoy live music and it's definitely something I didn't realized that I missed a whole lot. So one of both of our favorite bands, Need to Breathe, came to our local area. Um, I won't go into their COVID rating as far as like how well I felt about all of that. <laughs> I will not go into that. Needless to say, I'm happy that I am fully vaccinated. I'll just leave Uh-oh. it there. Yeah. But okay. it was super fun definitely like a different experience because I mean I feel like it's going to be like that for every single person you see live now like in concert or whoever is like live performing coming back whether that be theater or something along those lines feel like it's just going to have a different experience to it because it's like kind of like we talked about with going back to the movies you know it's like wow I didn't realize I missed this so much so Mm -hmm. that's how I felt where it was just like man feels good to listen to some good live music for over a year and a half now so that was a lot of fun I can imagine that it would be a little surreal to be back in something like that yes I think that's probably one of the first times I've felt almost like a sense of back to things the way they were partly Mm -hmm. again because (laughs) a lot of people were not doing what they were supposed to be doing Right. (laughs) But just like the whole thing of like going up to the stadium and just like having the feeling of excitement with like tons of people around you that are all there to hang out and sing along. So it was cool. Yeah. I love concerts. So I'm excited to get back to them. That was always one of my favorite activities to do, whether it was like a small show, kind of like a more local feel or, mm-hmm. you know, a stadium, like you said, like Jonas Brothers was one of the best concerts I've been to. Yeah, I miss that. There's just a certain energy you get oh, at yeah. a live show. We love music festivals. We've gone to a lot of those together. Mm-hmm. That's a its own type of vibe. So yeah, whether we recommend it or not, depends all of on them the are day. very different. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah, I think that there's just a certain energy that you get at a concert, especially when you can tell, like, everybody there is so excited to see the band or the artist that is performing. I love that. And Need to Breathe is one of the best of all time. So definitely check them out if you have not before, because we love them. And they will be touring more this year. Well, since we're talking about music, I thought I would mention something a little different because as far as shows I'm kind of watching like stuff I've already talked about yeah so I had the idea to share whether people care or not I guess doesn't matter to me (laughs) forget you people (laughs) yeah who cares about the listeners um (laughs) no I decided maybe I should share like some recommendations for my favorite XM radio stations. Ooh, that is a good idea. I don't think it's like full enough to do an entire like education segment on it, but I know like when our friend Jake was on the show, he asked if I enjoyed having Sirius XM Mm -hmm. and I said I really did. So I don't know how many listeners out there have XM, but just in case you do or maybe you are interested or you're like Anna and get a free trial in a rental car or (laughs) a new car that you buy, Mm -hmm. then 
you can check out my recommendations. They're across the board. So the one that I listen to the most, Anna already knows, Alt Nation. (laughs) Yes. It's Channel 36. I really like it because there's a lot of like common alternative music that you might hear. AJR is played on there a lot or like Billie Eilish or I don't know. They'll throw in some old stuff like Green Day and things Mm -hmm. like that. But there's also like a lot of smaller bands or artists that are played on there and that's how I learn a lot of music. Like speaking of festivals, like we went to Hangout Festival a few years ago and I'd be like, oh, I know one song from Alt Nation. (laughs) So we would go hear them. (laughs) You know, so it's a fun way to learn some new music and I like all the DJs except Madison. I feel like (laughs) Madison, I really think knows that people are annoyed by her I don't even feel bad like saying this because I feel like at this point it's part of her brand to be annoying yeah (laughs) like I yeah I know Madison from many road trips I've taken with you anytime she's on it's hardcore rolling of the eyes (laughs) not to deter anyone from listening yeah no 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 (laughs) another great one is channel 15 it's the pulse it's definitely the best one if you just kind of want to stay up to date on popular songs, mm-hmm. the pulse always has. I mean, it has a pulse on the trending <laughs> <That's> songs. You <laughs> thank you. Not flatlining. That's good. Yes, very true. <laughs> They'll play like some old stuff sometimes, maybe that used to be popular. You know, every once in a while you'll get like a Hey Soul Sister thrown in there, right? That kind of thing. <laughs> they always have like a countdown, so I can tell. Okay, this is still like you know number one song. You mm-hmm. can vote online. So I have not participated in the votes for these charts. Alt Nation also has a countdown, but you could participate and kind of feel like you're in a little radio community and that you really have a say as far as XM goes, like what's on the charts and things like that. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. I love all the DJs on the Pulse: Ron, Jim, Kim, and <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> They're all good. All your friends. Yes, I feel like I know them all. And then I love oldies. Anna also knows this from riding in the car. Like on our road trip that we reference regularly, I think we listened to 70s on 7 the whole time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's fun. You know, we grew up listening to that with our parents, so... Mm-hmm. it's the best music I think it's the best decade I'm not really into 80s music personally but I know a lot of people are and listen to what you want I don't <laughs> care but <laughs> 70s is really good a few others yeah the bridge is kind of a mixture of like classic like mellow rock the spectrum is kind of like alternation but a little more like not hipster but like I'm not cool enough to seek these people out like I feel like I'm entering into this, you know, cool world. Like, (laughs) wow, I really know what I'm talking about kind of thing if I listen to the spectrum. Hits one. Great if you really want the trendy stuff. And then uh, Coffee House is good because it's like Coffee House covers of popular songs. So everything's very chill if you like that. But that is nice. Yes. This is not sponsored by XM Radio. I would love that. (laughs) But they do have a lot of channels for every genre imaginable. There's talk radio too. And you can also listen like through the app and online if you're a member. So just a lot of good options. I personally have had XM Radio, I think like since I've had my own car. So probably like since I was 18. I'm a loyal listener and I got Mm -hmm. it because like my dad had it. So I don't 
I don't know the local radio stations, honestly, <laughs> because I only have XM. I just love it. I feel like it's how I keep up with music. I do listen to Spotify in the car sometimes if I really want to choose my song, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a good good thing to have. I would definitely recommend it. It's not that expensive if you're into music and yeah. think it's worth it for you. I would recommend it. You get to know all of the, the people very well. <laughs> love them or hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Friends or frenemies. Speaking of things you could love or hate, which I don't really know how anybody could ever hate this, but (laughs) every week we give one reason why Anna and I should be a duo on The Amazing Race. Anna, what is our reason this week? Well, I wanted to piggyback on what you said as far as like, there's some people you like and some people you don't like. I definitely think there are people like that on The Amazing Race. For sure. Where they're just like teams or it could just be one teammate where it's just like, ugh, Lord. Anyway, that's not a reasoning, but. But they bring the other one down when that's the case. It's true. Very true. If one of them sucks, then it's like, you look bad now because why do you like it? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, would you rather cheer on someone and have someone on the team that you don't like? Or are you cheering for them to fail because you just really Mm -hmm. don't like that one person? I can think of many examples. Mm -hmm. Anyways, another reason why we should be on The Amazing Race is catchphrases are like a huge deal on The Amazing Race. Phil has tons of catchphrases. He literally has a facial expression that is his own. Basically, like, like his brand. and His eyebrow. Yes, his eyebrow. <laughs> Love it. So many great quotes that have come out of The Amazing Race. Too many to name. But, I mean, if you watch The Amazing Race, even if you don't watch The Amazing Race, you'll know this one I'm about to say. Brenton! That's an example of a, <laughs> of a catchphrase that's heard all the time. On The Amazing Race from Rachel Riley, who has played so many times on The Amazing Race. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like us, we love Oh My Gravy, (laughs) which is from The Cowboys. So if you watch The Amazing Race, you probably know who The Cowboys are. If you do not, yes. If you do not, definitely want to watch their seasons. Anyways, Mm -hmm. so Callan and I have a ton of just like random (laughs) phrases that we'll say in everyday life. I actually consulted Lee Allison and Elizabeth who have been on the podcast, friends of the podcast, I guess is how you say it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we're cool. And just kind of like ask them, you know, what phrases do you find that we have? Oh, this is going to be interesting. I, I know. It was interesting. Jake also another friend of the podcast, he said, (laughs) that's okay. That one was a little (laughs) weird to me. (laughs) But I kind of piggybacked off of that. And I thought of, it doesn't matter. Or, you know, like, we're very indecisive, especially with our friend group, because everyone is very opinionated and we are not. (laughs) So I kind of thought of that, something along those lines of, I don't care. Or, oh, it doesn't matter to me. You know, one of those things. (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. I don't know how I feel about that's okay. (laughs) Mainly because I know it's accurate. And we're probably saying that to things that are not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I just had to throw that one in there because it was funny. That's funny. And definitely one I would have not thought of. There's also Callens. Which, of course, every single catchphrase, I feel like, has some story behind it. It's just one of those right. things. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but... I really don't. Good! <laughs> I would say a good Callan 
catchphrase is hello. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. No, this is a good one. Where this stemmed was my friend Emily. Hello. If you're listening, she recommended the Aperol Spritz to me, by the way. She went to like a sorority function in college. Our friend Olivia and I picked her up. We all had a craving for ice cream. So we went to McDonald's. If anybody goes to McDonald's, you know, the ice cream machine is very often broken. <laughs> so <laughs> we went to the, the McDonald's and, you know, it's late at night. So service is a little slow. They told us it was, you know, they're out of ice cream or it was broken or whatever. So we drove over to Walmart, which is nearby. And we're like, we're going to get some Ben and Jerry's pints. So we bought the Ben and Jerry's. But then when we were leaving, we decided, you know what? I'm having a craving for fries, like salty mm. and sweet. Yeah. So we went back to McDonald's. <laughs> While we were in the drive-thru, you like pay at a window at McDonald's and then you like pick up your food at the next window. Mm-hmm. We realized like we were going back to our dorms, so we don't have any spoons. Right. And we <laughs> bought the Ben and Cherries. And so even though we ordered three like large fries, my friends were saying, can you ask for three spoons? <laughs> <laughs> I need spoons for my fries, okay? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they've gotten weirder requests, but I was laughing like this is really odd. So maybe they'll get a laugh out of this. But anyway, they like brought out the fries. And before I could say anything, she like shut the drive through window door closed mm-hmm. and like walked away. So I just sat there I was like waiting for her to come back even though I'm kind of blocking the line but I'm like well I need these spoons (laughs) so I joked about like knocking on the window I'm sure that's like not good drive-through etiquette so I didn't do it but I joked and then like even though she couldn't hear me I like kind of waved my hand and was like hello (laughs) hello and they thought it was hilarious and we told the story and I mean the whole thing was funny because it's like why do you need three spoons for your fries (laughs) so she she finally came back and we got the spoons and then had a delicious you know midnight snack but yes (laughs) hello that is uh an iconic one right there yeah I would say that's an iconic Callan quote I feel like that could really come in handy you know like when we're meeting people especially at the end of the leg when you meet new people from that country (laughs) that you're visiting (laughs) hello (laughs) yeah so I would say that's a good one for Callan like quintessential to me when I hear that I think of you For for me, I think mine is probably, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so this was like, I don't know, 11th grade, high school. And again, this story did not happen to me. (laughs) I wasn't there. It's definitely one of those like, not even secondhand, like fourthhand storytelling. But this girl that I went to school with, she... I don't know, some cow got into a a fender bender and she basically, it was a line of cars waiting in the car rider line and she hit, she rear-ended that person and, you know, it was a domino effect. So she hit like three or four cars. (laughs) She gets out of the car and like sees what happens and she just says, sorry, like very (laughs) not apologetic, does not sound like she really cares that much, but it was really funny. So my friend was the one who got rear-ended and she was telling me the story 
of that girl. I don't know, like, none of the, like, Callan does not know who these people are. Like, no one that I've told this story has any clue who these people are because they're all these, like, random high school friends that I had. And for some some reason, it has just, like, stuck with me. And anytime, uh-huh. like, I make a mistake with, like, a friend or something, <laughs> I'll just say that. And it, it always gets a good laugh, so. It does. And I feel like that phrase would come in clutch <laughs> on the race as well. Because I'm sure I will be apologizing a lot. <laughs> we probably both will have to be. And, I mean, that story is already international. Because <laughs> when I was abroad, my friends who I've mentioned on here before, we were on a bus ride, like, exchanging stories or whatever. And I told this story <laughs> again. I had I have no idea who this person was. <laughs> All I had to go off is what Anna's told me, and they thought it was hilarious. And, like, for the rest of the time that I was there with them, we would say, <laughs> sorry, to each other. <laughs> and it's just so funny. I love so, it. yeah. And, and see, if we get on the race, we can further expand those catchphrases to where it's just mm-hmm. part of our everyday, you know, way of speaking. Well, I mean, thinking about it. I feel like we have all of the phrases that we would ever need. Like, hello, (laughs) that's okay, and sorry. (laughs) Very basic, but still memorable. What more could you need? We could probably make it the whole race with only saying those (laughs) phrases. That's true. You're right. We just need somehow to know how to phrase, uh, like, how do I get to blank? We just right. need that one somewhere. Yes, yes. We'll have to we'll work have on to that. Figure that out and how to make it catchy. But right, right we are. We've got our hashtags ready. Hashtag that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sorry with ten Y's. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm telling you, we know how to brand. We do. See, we're ready. That was creative one. I like the thought process there. Thank you. We've got the catchphrases, man. Kalana. I know, for the win. I love it. I see us on the mat already. Well, today, instead of a normal education segment, we've decided to go back to our roots, if you will, Mm -hmm. with talking about something that we're both watching, which is The Circle. Now, if you're not watching The Circle, you should be, and it's not too late to join in. So it is a Netflix original series. We are going to chat about our thoughts from the first eight episodes, and we can kind of give you the rundown of what The Circle is in case you're interested in watching it. And then we'll give you a spoiler alert if you're planning on watching it. If you've already seen it or you just don't care, then you can keep on listening through and we'll just tell you the highlights yeah exactly so the circle actually premiered what was that last year for the first time in the u.s on netflix but it has been in several countries from what i hear but the biggest one from what i hear from people just talking is the uk version of the circle which has several seasons and definitely one day i think callan and i will watch it because it's super entertaining. The Circle is almost like we love reality TV shows and reality game shows. And this is basically the social media version of that. And it's perfect for COVID because 
everyone is isolated in their own apartment and the only way they can communicate with the other players is through what's called the circle which is basically like a messaging service where you message players or you can message a group of people and then they have profiles so like there's a photo with a description where this person's from what occupation they have all that stuff and occasionally they'll do random things like games or there's some sort of twist. Basically the premise of the game is you want to be the most popular person by the end of the game because you want the cash money of course. Give me that money. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So every few episodes they have a nomination so basically like or I'm sorry not nomination uh ranking rating I'll get there eventually. Rating, like we do for this episode. Hey. (laughs) Please don't judge off of how I talk. Um, Anyway, so every few episodes they have a rating. So everybody rates the people within the circle from number one to the bottom. And basically it like tabulates all of those people to get an average and picks people to be an influencer is the term. So, you know, on average episodes like that, there would be the top two influencers who do not meet in person, but have a private chat to decide who they want to block from the circle. So that's how they get rid of people. There are occasionally people who will come in later in the game. There are people who are either playing themselves or you can catfish as someone else for whatever reason. And there are a few catfishes. <laughs> um, I guess that's the plural. I don't know. This season. So I don't know. It's really fun. I feel like the first season of the US Circle, the only ones I've seen, I feel like the first season was very much like kind of basic, you know, like everybody wanted to get to know each other on a personal level. Everybody was more so rating people on, do I like this person? Are we friends? Have we connected on on like a deeper level? But this second season, I feel like is a little more strategy involved because some people are definitely playing strong and people are being strategic in how they rate people. Because sometimes, you know, people say, well, I'm going to rate someone I think is going to be last. I'm going to rate them a little bit higher so that the likelihood of me not being last is, well, you know, people have different strategies for different reasons. Sometimes they work and sometimes they do not. And it makes it a little more interesting than the first season. But that's just my opinion. Yes, I think depending on what you kind of like about reality competition shows would determine maybe which season you like better. True. Definitely season one, I think had more, I don't want to say more likable people because I do like a lot of people on the current season, but I felt like last year, the core people, the original people they cast, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the ones they brought in. I was like, I love all these people. I'm rooting for everybody. It doesn't really matter to me who wins. Right. Because everybody was nice. And it was just like a more, it was a happier, friendly environment, (laughs) like you're saying. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, I've noticed the difference, but I haven't thought about it until you were talking that it really already has evolved in the way we've seen other reality competition shows evolve, like Survivor Mm -hmm. and Big Brother and even The Amazing Race to some extent, where where the early seasons are very much like I'm picking people I like, like yes. I'm only teaming up mm-hmm. with good people, you know, that kind of thing. And then it moves into all strategy base and mm-hmm. like that's what I'm going off of and people are trying different 
you know, techniques like you're talking about, like rating and things like that. We're already seeing that definitely. So if you really like maybe the strategy and a little more of the drama, because there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot more tension between yes. players. <laughs> It's a lot more competitive spirit and a lot more like questioning people. I think people just came in not trusting anybody. And maybe last year with the first season, they weren't expecting people to be lying in a way or catfishing. And now it's like, oh my gosh, everybody could be a catfish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because there's a lot of talk about catfish. I feel like the two seasons I watched and there are some people who like don't really seem to care that someone may maybe catfishing them like they may be like "Mm, I kind of think this person is not who they say they are however it doesn't really influence their alliance or their relationship but then there are other people who are very much like hunting for catfish like that is their goal is to get out of the catfish so it's really funny just like what people again kind of what their strategy is with this whole thing I do want to ask if Anna, you were to go into the circle. Would you be a catfish or yourself? I would definitely be myself. Ooh, okay. Tell me why. I feel like playing a catfish can be very difficult unless you just like really know someone and you have like a great foundation like for what that catfish is, then I'm sure you could do fine. But I feel like for me, I would just do better being myself and then I can focus on building relationships and trying to find an alliance within the group rather than having to be concerned about, well, what did I I tell who about this and yeah it would be too confusing for me I think I can see that you would probably beat me for that reason <laughs> in the circle <laughs> I've always said that if I were on the circle I would 100% be a catfish <laughs> Now, in reality, like, I feel like I could, I would be okay as myself. Like, I feel like I'd be believable enough. Like, you're real, that kind of thing. That might end up being the better strategy. But I just have always thought it'd be so fun Yeah, to be a catfish. Because for me, this is the only time in my life where I would have that opportunity. (laughs) You know, like, I'm not, I'm not catfishing people in real life. So it's like, why not take this opportunity to just do something fun? (laughs) I haven't decided like what my identity would be. I'm not really sure what angle. I haven't settled on my my identity but if I decide I'll let y'all know I just think it would be really fun and hilarious oh yeah I think so too I will say that I think it would be even more fun to go in there like as a duo as yeah. they've had in the past mm-hmm. I think that would be really fun because number one you're not just alone there the whole time yeah. but <laughs> You can kind of like bounce an idea off of someone and say like, is this going to be believable? Like kind of think it through a bit more. I'll be happy to be your duo if you need one. Thank you. One is real. One's a catfish. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not lying. (laughs) Exactly. Like you just talk how you normally would. Yeah. That's interesting though. Yeah. Because I don't know. I feel like it's just hard to be a catfish. I'm just going to say these two seasons, there has been a guy who has catfished as a girl and it has failed miserably for them. So that would make me a little weary playing someone of the opposite gender. Even like, uh, for example, there's a wife who is catfishing as her husband which I guess that maybe could be a little bit easier because you live with that person so you probably know way more about them than like a friend however I still feel I mean there are people who are suspicious 
of her, aka Trevor, because they say like, oh, well, she kind of speaks like a woman or, you know, there are like some instances where people kind of question like, is that something a man would say? You know, something like that. Yeah, it would be really tricky. And maybe at the end of the day, if I went in there, I would decide my best strategy or my best chance at winning would be to be myself. I probably lean towards the catfish because that's who I'm most like entertained by watching. Oh, yeah. It would be super fun. Yeah, it's fun (laughs) to see, like, how they're going to get out of this lie Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, who knows at the end of the day, if I were on there, what I would go with. But, yeah, both are entertaining in their own ways. And it's funny when someone's being themselves and someone thinks it's a (laughs) Right. That's true. (laughs) You do all that work and they still don't think you're real. We can talk about some of our favorite players or maybe the most polarizing players mm-hmm. I want to talk about Lisa first because she's catfishing as Lance Bass mm. and she is Lance's assistant like longtime assistant mm-hmm. seems to have been working for him for many years and there are a few things I want to say here number one Anna <laughs> <laughs> Is a relative of Lance's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in any of my family reunions, unfortunately. But Ugh. yes, he is from Mississippi <laughs> and he is like my third cousin or so, I don't know. Something like that. My claim to fame. Yes. Let's just say if, if you both did 23andMe, you would be connected, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, definitely making a connection there. <laughs> Uh, but growing up, oh. I was a huge NSYNC fan. My sister and I were so into NSYNC. And of course, we love Lance Bass. So also, like we said at the beginning, there are some people who come in later in the show. So like they're not mm-hmm. the original cast. And Lisa, aka Lance, was later on in the show. And mm-hmm. they just teased it with like his photo. And I'm like, What? Because I haven't seen any promotions. Like, I had no idea that he was on it. I mean, it's kind of, like, known, I feel like, that Lance is very much into, like, he loves reality TV, loves reality game shows and all that. And he's done just a lot of random stuff. So, I really didn't think anything of it. It wasn't just, like what's he doing on here? You know, because I feel like mm-hmm. he's done other things like this. But mm. I thought it was really cool that his personal assistant was going to be catfishing as him. I was like, if you are going to catfish, kind of like with the spouse, it's like if you're going to catfish yeah. with someone, I feel like that's a good person to catfish with because she's known him, what, for like 20 plus years. Uh, yeah. So if anybody's really going to know Lance other than his spouse and maybe like his mm-hmm. parents, it would probably be her. Now, do I think she really succeeded? No, but that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go ahead and warn that we'll probably just mention spoilers along the way from now on, so... Yeah, alert! (laughs) If you uh, don't want that, then... Circle message, Callan, who is your favorite person on the circle right now? (laughs) Send. Uh, No, wait, not, not yet, not yet. Circle, heart emoji, heart emoji, confetti emoji, fire emoji, eggplant emoji, peach emoji, <laughs> hashtag girl gang, send. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. I was going to add about Lisa and the Lance thing that I was so offended at the number of people who did not know who Lance Bass nor in sync was. Yeah, these youngins. I know, and 
I'm like, I understand they were a, a while ago at this point. And I get that. I mean, I'm a millennial, technically. I'm at the bottom of the millennial category. I just always grew up knowing who NSYNC and, like, the Backstreet Boys were, even though they were a little ahead of my time. And, like, these people who are only a few years younger than me, not even recognizing him, I'm mm-hmm. like, what? I just can't wrap my mind around the fact that you wouldn't just know the name or even have heard of NSYNC because the thing is Justin Timberlake is like obviously still very relevant and popular and I feel like most people who know Justin Timberlake know he started in NSYNC (laughs) right you would think you don't have to be able to name all five of them but come on I was just very appalled, so. Yeah, that's true. That was surprising. But some of my favorite people to watch, I like a lot of people. I really like Jack. He cracks me up. I think he's really funny. And we know I love watching a catfish. So I've been really entertained (laughs) by him catfishing as Emily. He is using the pictures of a girl he knows now comparing like him to last season with like seaburn using his girlfriend's pictures i think seaburn did a better job of catfishing as a girl uh i don't think that jack has done super well communicating so i was not surprised when spoiler alert he was blocked Mm -hmm. i kind of knew it was coming i think he did too yeah and it really sucked like the they had that makeup challenge where they had yeah. to like use makeup to paint this like bust of themselves and <laughs> literally every single person saw his and said Emily's a guy yes <laughs> nobody nobody believed it after that and he had already been like on thin ice and yeah. that sealed the deal and I felt kind of bad that he went out because of a challenge like that but also like There were other guys in there that did the makeup really well. Yeah, I had. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Jack, a.k.a. Emily, did not do very great. I mean, he made a he made a relationship with a couple people, which is good. Mm -hmm. But he was very much like, I'll just go with what you say. I won't make any sort of decision. I'm not going to cause any waves because he was an influencer there at one point Mm -hmm. with his alliance member but like Mm -hmm. he would not give her anything at all and she seen like the way that jack talked as emily she was very bland it seemed like all she talked about was wine and like that was her only trait like she had no other (laughs) rosé yeah rosé all day like whatever it seemed yeah. like she had no other traits other than that. So she didn't mm-hmm. really have any depth. But mm-hmm. yeah, the makeup thing was the final <laughs> nail in his coffin because it was horrendous. And <laughs> so like, I get it. Like, it's a mannequin that's like, it looked like it was made out of like styrofoam. So I mean, it's yeah. going to be hard. Like, nobody's going to make it look beautiful. But yeah. her, like literally all of her photos... She has this, like, great makeup on. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's not great. And he was the only person. He didn't even put on a foundation. It was right. like he patted blush, <laughs> like, all over her face. Right, because he says on it, he's, like, trying to put the powder on there. And he's like, how do I get the powder to stick? And he yes. doesn't realize the foundation is what the foundation is. <laughs> yes. So that was unfortunate. 
But also, it's kind of like, I mean, what do you do in that situation? Yeah. And even worse, Mitchell calls him out saying, list your five favorite makeup brands. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I only recognize like one of them. And uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I know like (laughs) it was funny because he had brought makeup you know in preparation for this and the first one I think Laneige was in there I only know that brand because of like some influencers I follow use Laneige but that's so obscure like if I were lying that's not really the one I would go with yeah you would think you would go with like the big national brands that you see their commercials yes yeah anything that a guy's gonna know from going to Target even she can be a drugstore makeup gal you know or you Sephora brand like you don't have to be in the makeup world to know brands like there are Mm -hmm. plenty of things that we're not familiar with that we could name some brands you know (laughs) right so that was not the best and like I'm pretty sure he said he even made one of them (laughs) up the collectors yeah the collectico or something why are we making something (laughs) up when you're trying to prove that you know what you're talking about I didn't get that yeah he was slipping there the whole season I've been calling him Nicholas Braun you know who I'm talking about Mm -mm. Nicholas Braun is a dude from Sky High slash Minutemen (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly who you're talking about now (laughs) yeah he reminds me of him like his height and the way he mm-hmm. looks and then also like his sense of humor to me is very similar to Nicholas Braun <laughs> y'all can google if you don't know who I'm talking about that's really funny <laughs> I love that I thought he looked familiar but I didn't know why yes that's what I've been calling him but the best twist that I was like clapping when I saw Lisa and Jack <laughs> were both blocked and instead of going home they have become a duo so one part of the circle that I love is that when you get blocked you get to pick one person to go meet and I I'm always waiting for somebody to go meet a catfish because I Mm -hmm. love seeing the reaction. Yeah. Whether they knew or not, it's always a surprise, like, who's really behind this door? And so they both thought they were going to meet the person that they chose to go see, and they met each other. And it was really (laughs) funny because at first they were confused because they thought (laughs) they were the person that they went to go see, but they discovered, no, they actually were put in an empty apartment together and were going to become a duo and have a new profile and I am amped because I've been saying this season it'd be really interesting if someone whether they're in the game or out of the game gets a new profile and it's the same person but they get to play as someone else and see if they can do better. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but I think Jack and Lisa are actually going to be a really good pairing because Lisa I did not think interacted enough like to me Lance would have been like chatting with everybody and being really in the game and she would just seem to be very like I'm gonna sit back and let everything happen and Jack was almost like too uh, overthinking everything and like while simultaneously like not thinking through what he was doing (laughs) so hopefully they can kind of balance each other out so I'm excited to watch that yeah that's gonna be a fun twist for sure yeah I'm looking forward to that And I think their personalities are going to be funny together as well. (laughs) Yeah, they just seem very different, but it'll be funny, I think. Who else are you liking? 
My number one that I'm rooting for is Courtney. I thought you would say that. I like Courtney a lot too. He's probably my favorite. I've really enjoyed him since the beginning. He, I think he said he's a pop culture, Mm -hmm. like knows everything going on. And is it radio or I, I wasn't sure what medium? I think he has a YouTube show. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, for obvious reasons, well, I don't know if it's that obvious, but to me it makes sense not to... So some people lie about their occupation or where they're from and aren't necessarily catfishing, but they want to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe seem less threatening, which is definitely a, a theme on all of these shows. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's saying that he is a barista, which, you know, <laughs> gotta love that. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of like already liked his personality beforehand. And then towards the beginning of the game... We had Kat and Mitchell come join the circle, uh, episode five, and they were newcomers and there was a twist. Again, I know we're past the spoiler alert. So Courtney was friends with Savannah. Savannah had some quarrels with another (laughs) person in the circle and it was Tiralisha who actually ended up playing herself. Savannah was also playing herself. And they had this, like, honestly, pretty dumb drama back and forth, but it was very much out into the open. Everybody in the circle knew about it. So Mm -hmm. Kat and Mitchell come in. Savannah had just been blocked. And the circle, instead of saying, you can meet someone, whoever you want, the circle instead said, choose the person you want to meet who you think deserves to win the circle. And she wanted to meet Courtney. So she had really connected with him. So she decides to go meet him in person. They immediately hit it off again in person. And Savannah kind of spills the beans on like what all happened between her and Tiralisha when they were influencers at the beginning of the game. And uh, Savannah kind of gives her opinions on some of the other girls that are in the game. Emily that we've already talked about. And then Chloe is the other girl who was kind of in that alliance. And side note, Chloe is from Too Hot to Handle, which you watched, right? No, I actually didn't. I know. I feel like it would be assumed that I watched it because I watched everything like that, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) And I recognized her from like the promos and stuff. I watched probably the first 10 minutes of Too Hot to Handle last year and it was indeed too hot for me to handle. <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like I have very low standards. Y'all know I watch Love Island and that can just be ridiculous and <laughs> raunchy right. and like very low substance but Too Hot to Handle was my limit like I felt like my brain cells were dying and there was zero point to me watching this show. But I did recognize Chloe from the 10 minutes that I watched. Okay. (laughs) From Essex. Essex. Right, right. I will not do the (laughs) accent. Yeah. So Savannah kind of spills her what she thinks about Chloe and what she thinks about Emily, a.k.a. Jack. So Courtney, like Savannah leaves and Courtney's kind of like on a mission to avenge Savannah's blocking. And because Savannah chose him, he kind of got an advantage in the game. So he got to be a part of the inner circle, which was cool. So he was able to be the role of the Joker. Basically, he was an anonymous player in the circle and was able to have a private conversation with Kat and Mitchell. And they had no idea who he was. He could say whatever he wanted but that conversation was going to stay between the three of them. So I felt like he made a very smart strategic decision 
and kind of formatted the way that he talked to try to make himself sound like Emily. Trying to connect with Kat and Mitchell and really spilled the tea on what happened with Savannah and Tiralisha and trying to kind of plant seeds of doubt among especially the females in the game because all of the, you know, according to Courtney, all of the females turned against Savannah in blocking her and all that jazz. I felt like he very much had like a great episode that episode and um, had really been doing really well. I feel like he had a really big episode and then he kind of like fell off a little bit to where he's kind of like back into the background, which is probably a good thing because I feel like that's kind of what you want because I mean, you want to be an influencer to where you can make decisions on saving your alliance and, you know, blocking people who you don't trust. However, you don't want to be an influencer too much to where you're seen as a threat. So people are like, oh, well, every single episode, he's going to be an influencer, blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I really like him. I feel like he's made good connections with people. He has a fun personality and he's strategic, which I like because I I am very much more in that camp that that to me is more entertaining. And so he kind of brings that element into the game, which makes it more fun. I was really impressed with how he handled the inner circle which was a new twist this season Mm -hmm. and I was really curious to see what that was going to be like and I think he played it really well it's always easier to watch from out here because I feel like once they could see because it worked they thought you know this has to be Emily once they got in there and saw the dynamics and the girls but once they kind of like started talking to everybody and spread that word if I were someone else I feel like I would have thought through well like Teralisha for example never suspected Courtney coming after her because she had not really talked to Courtney Mm -hmm. and Courtney told the group Savannah didn't come to see me but I mean people lie hello true and I didn't really understand why no one's putting two and two together that what if Savannah went to Courtney because they had an openly close relationship Mm -hmm. so it would have been odd for her to not go visit him in which case she's probably going to talk badly about Tara Alicia and going to give you all this info. So I was surprised that nobody kind of thought through that and maybe figured out that it could be Courtney. But like I said, it's a lot easier to say that from my position where I'm seeing everything. Yeah. I was really impressed that he had a strategy as the Joker. Like he knew what he was going to do and he stuck to it. And then nobody seemed to suspect him after. I would also say that Trevor, a.k.a. Delisa, his wife, has done a pretty good job mm-hmm. up until this point. Chloe was suspicious because Chloe and Trevor have had a flirtatious relationship this whole time, which is really funny to me. I also cracked up when Emily, aka Jack, had to flirt with Mitchell. I just oh think things like that are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny to watch them like fake this and the other person on the other side really believe it. So <laughs> yeah. for the most part, I think she's done a yeah. pretty good job. I would have thought that River was the most obvious catfish. Just the way he talked and even his profile, I would just not have believed that he was real. But people seem to love River and believe River. Yeah. But Lee is back there pretending to be 40 years younger than he is. (laughs) And I will say I really like Lee. I'm entertained by Lee. But I think Lee 
might have been more successful being himself. Like, I know the old people come in and are like, I can't connect. People aren't going to like me. But I think people would have thought he's, like, just this charming, like, fun old guy that maybe they'd go to for advice Mm -hmm. or to confide in. And I think he could have probably done well with that. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed him. And, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, there are a lot of people who catfish that, especially age-wise, I can understand it's kind of a trend in reality shows that the older people, you know, end up leaving earlier just because it's some of an easier decision, people say. Uh, so I can understand that, but I agree with you. His personality is super fun. I, he seems to have like a young soul, you know, like he talked about. I think he has a niece who kind of like updated him on all the, the lingo of today. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed him. I feel like he's doing really well, kind of like what you're saying. I think he's made a lot of really good connections with people. He's in an alliance with a few different people. And I feel like him, he's kind of made a few comments where he seems like he's on a catfish hunt. And he himself is a catfish But Mm -hmm. it is kind of one of those things like, well, I'm going to divert attention away from me and I'm just going to focus on I can only be I can be the only catfish in here. And Mm -hmm. they talked about, you know, the the first uh, what was it like the first three people who were blocked were all playing themselves. And so he was kind of like, what are we doing? We got to get out these catfish and, you know. I feel like that was a smart strategy for him. Whenever he first came on, he seemed very excited to be there. And like he had talked about, I don't know, there were some, there were a couple things I feel like he brought up that he was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And so I, you know, you always love a fan. And so I feel like he's yeah. probably watched all of the, the UK editions and everything. Yeah, we always root for a fan. If you're a big fan, it's fun to root for other big fans. And it's fun to see how excited they are to be there um, and to be a part of the games. Kat, she's a newer player. I was cracking up. Like, I don't, she was a little too proud of herself for this because (laughs) I don't think it was that telling but she actually had been a huge NSYNC fan and saw them in concert as a kid and said that she had the perfect question to ask Lance to figure out if he was a catfish or not so she asked I saw you at this stadium when I was in this grade and you had on a black leather jacket with zippers on the shoulders and she made up the jacket Mm -hmm. and was like I know if he says oh yeah I remember that that He's lying. And what was really funny was Lisa, when she got the message, said, I don't remember that because she like remembered every single thing Lance had ever worn. Because obviously that was a part of her job. Mm -hmm. She's like, he didn't ever wear that. But Lance would not remember that. Right. So she acted like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Good times. Love that stadium. Uh, I'm sure that jacket's like at my family's house. And it was kind of funny because then Kat was convinced that she'd caught him in a lie. And like, yeah, Lisa is a catfish, but she was also kind of right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I thought it was really dumb. Like, because Kat was like, kind of her thing is she says like, I, I can spot a catfish from a mile away. Yeah. And uh-huh. I don't think she's been right except for Lance. <laughs> and to uh-huh. me, yeah, like this reasoning is so out there because, I mean, yeah. who's really going to b- remember every single thing that they've worn for who knows how many tours that they did? Yeah. But, I mean, 
everybody's got a jacket with some zippers on it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was really random. To me, I feel like almost like the venue may have been more obscure or something. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. that may have been a better direction to go because it's like, oh, I saw you at this place and like you just make up the venue name and I feel like I want to keep calling her Linda it's Lisa I feel like (laughs) Lisa would remember like I don't remember there being a venue that name Uh, but I feel like that would catch off catch someone off guard more so than what did you wear 20 years ago at some random (laughs) show I know, but I know. Whatever. She was very, she's very confident, so that's fine. She was. She was. <laughs> hey, at least she's proud of herself. Yes. You got to think through a better question of like, okay, is that really proof or not? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, good for her. It just so happened that she was right. <laughs> yeah. but, but it wasn't why she thought she was right. Yeah. So it's funny. Right. But I think. We've kind of covered Chloe. Uh, she is from Too Hot to Handle, and she is very much a personality, that's for sure. And she is yes. real thirsty. Real thirsty. Admittedly so. Yes. Like, very, like, they are all in the group chat, and she is, like, out there flirting with Trevor. And then later on, when Mitchell comes in, she is just, yeah. like, does not yeah. hold back. I can't decide how I feel about her because there's a lot of stuff she says or does that's annoying to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, it's, like, I'm kind of over that. But then I feel like at some point she seems really nice and, like, genuine at the end right. of the day. Like, I do think she's honest and, like, a loyal person. So mm-hmm. I'm not totally against her. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. You know what I cannot get out of my mind about Chloe? And I, I thought this, like, when I saw her on you know, the ads and the 10 minutes of the Too Hot to Handle episode I saw, she reminds me of Madeline Zima. She looks so much like her. And Madeline Zima (laughs) was on The Nanny. And she was also in A Cinderella Story as one of the stepsisters. Oh, okay. You know who I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I can picture that now. Yes. And so I grew up watching The Nanny, and we all know I love A Cinderella Story. And... They both are probably the same height and like very skinny like Mm -hmm. that and have such similar facial features that every time I look at her, I think of (laughs) Madeline Zima. Like, obviously, I know y'all are not related in any way, but it's really weird. You know, they say there's seven people in the world that look like you. She's one of them. I would agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you ever wonder where your six other people are that look like you? My doppelganger. Yeah. It's yeah, weird to think that blows about. my mind. Food for thought. <laughs> yes. I feel like we pretty much covered everybody who is still in the game. I mean, Mitchell, he showed us his butt, which I didn't really appreciate. Uh, <laughs> and he has been flirty with Chloe and with Emily. Yeah, he's apparently part of the Circle Dynasty that is the Eason's or however you say their last name. So how we have decided to make them the people <laughs> I don't understand because I could not stand Ed and his mom. I feel like there's not really there's not really much else we know about him. So 
No, that that's really it. And I'll tell you, I've seen like the Tina Fey skit from SNL of her doing the Pennsylvania accent because she is from Pennsylvania, so she can do it well. And I saw that after I watched the first season of The Circle. And normally, like I wouldn't really know what a person from Pennsylvania sounds like, but I saw that skit and I was cracking up <laughs> because it sounded just like Ed and his mom. <laughs> so funny. Definitely let us know what your thoughts are who you're liking if you're watching the circle if you haven't watched it yet but we've intrigued you enough without giving too much away then definitely check it out hop on in the convo and binge watch the episodes you can let us know all of your thoughts by connecting with us on instagram twitter via email or by joining our discord where we've got all the good chats going if you would be so kind we would love for you to leave us a rating and a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future circle chats (laughs) circle message (laughs) this has been a fun one it has super fun something a little different but i was excited to talk about it so i hope others will feel the same pop culture on the rocks has left the chat hashtag calana hashtag that's okay eggplant emoji fire emoji 100 emoji (laughs) magnifying glass emoji Hmm, emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag TTYL. Send message. <laughs>